Coming up today on the Lockdown Hornets podcast, Terry Rozier scores 27 points, and we have plenty of unsung heroes to talk about. That's all up today on the Lockdown Podcast Network. You are Lockdown Hornets, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day. In a minute, cuz we live. We live. <laughs> It's Locked On Hornets. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day, local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. Thanks for making Locked On Hornets your first listen every day. Also, make sure you catch us on Twitter. I'm on Twitter at Walker Mail. Doug's on Twitter at Doug Branson, LOH. And you can find the show handle on Twitter at Locked On Hornets. Thanks to Truebill for sponsoring the show. Truebill is the new app that saves you money by helping you identify and stop paying for the subscriptions you don't want or need and can even negotiate better deals on those you want to keep. Hopefully, everybody had a great holiday weekend. I didn't get a chance to do this yesterday because I was still traveling home. And so I was able to do that. Doug manning the fort once again. Did you miss me? How was everything without me, Doug? Did everything go okay yesterday? I mean, yes, on an emotional level, of course, Walker, I miss seeing your face. Uh, That's part of why I'm glad to be back. I get to see you every day. But at the same time, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the solo shows are an opportunity for me to really stretch my legs out, say Mm -hmm. what I want to say, not be interrupted, basically talk and talk and talk like I'm doing right now. Mm -hmm. And you have a problem with getting interrupted. Is that what I heard? (laughs) Did I just hear that? Yeah, you're interrupting me all the time on this show. It's ridiculous. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going to continue to do it now. Now I'm back. None of all of this, just all 100% of the time that you get to talk. Now I get to talk, and we're going to spend this time talking about Terry Rozier. And what a good game last night overall from Charlotte, which I'm not going to take for granted, even if it is against the Houston Rockets. Because last time I thought they were going to get an easy dub against Houston, they lost. An overtime loss. It was that much more painful. But we had a lot of good games from unsung heroes, guys that had to step up in the absences of people like P.J. Washington, Miles Bridges, who are out of this one because of the protocol. Good news is that Cody Martin enters and is actually in the game right away. None of this G League stuff that the Hornets were experimenting with as a guy immediately comes out of protocol. Cody Martin sees time in this one against the Rockets, but it was Terry Rozier who was our lead story, scoring 27 points. He was 7 of 12 from beyond the arc, so had the three ball working for him all game long. 10 of 17, gave you some Spicy moves. How about the dance he made Alperen Shangoon do and that one drive, the fake behind the back? Terry had it working yesterday, Doug. He was excellent in this one. Spicy, spicy moves. I love it, man. I I wrote down before the game, I said, I need one of Terry Rozier or Gordon Hayward to stang in this one. I need them stanging because if they're not stanging, (laughs) then the Hornets might be in trouble in this one. And And I thought Gordon played well. Uh, and 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 sort of started aggressive early, and then uh, you know quietly seeded uh, to Lamelo Ball and Terry Rozier, who both were shooting the ball well. I thought that was a good decision by Gordon Hayward, uh, but Terry Rozier absolutely stepped into the void left by both PJ Washington and Miles Bridges, who entered protocol, and that's exactly what you want from a leader on this team. Love Terry's performance. I thought him and Ro- and uh, Ball. Both of their three-point shooting really helped to extend this lead, get them out beyond uh, Houston. And we have to mention the defense, too. Uh, You know, you had Borrego after the game crediting crediting both Mason Plumlee and Terry Rozier's defense. Uh, I thought that the closeouts were excellent. The energy was excellent. The getting back into transition is excellent. And I think this team follows 
guys like Terry Rozier. He was the guy in the offseason that was bringing all these guys together. So if everyone is seeing Terry Rozier play intense, focused defense, I think it just leaks through the whole roster, and you saw them really shut down a really good Rockets offense and come away with a big victory. James Brago also talked about the overall defense, not just from a Terry Rozier or even Mason Plumley, who we'll get to in the second segment, but just overall, the goal after the third quarter was to limit Houston to double digits. Don't let them get to 100 points. And they barely reached that goal. Houston scored 99 to Charlotte's 123, but they only That's allowed... A, but, but, well, hold on, hold on. I, and, and I'm sorry for interrupting you like you always interrupt me, mm-hmm. but let's, let's just take a moment to think <laughs> about that. This is a Hornets team that could not stop teams from scoring over 110 points. <laughs> you know, and and now for the past two games against Denver and against Houston, Houston's impressive because they like to score the ball. Denver um, is is a little less impressive because they're they're more of a defensive focused team. But they've done that now two straight games. That's consistency defensively. That's about mentality. That's about focus. Terry brought it. Jalen McDaniels brought it. Mason Plumlee brought it in a game again where you're missing two of your big pieces. That's what impressed me the and, most. And, and two of your big pieces defensively. I think that's what's most important, yeah. right? It's the fact that against Denver you will limit them to 107. And Nikola Jokic, I think he goes off for 29 points, but not the greatest shooting percentage. And James Brago really took note after the game. It was a rough 29. You roughed him up a little bit. Yeah, it was. It, dirty, was. it was a dirty 29. Talked about P.J. Washington and his post-defense and gave P.J. a ton of credit for going against an MVP candidate every single year, a sabermetrics analytics god in Nikola Jokic, and turned him into a not-so-efficient 29-point score. But immediately, you lose him. You lose Miles Bridges, one of the better defenders on your roster, too. So then Jalen McDaniels comes in, helps you out, starting, getting another one. But also it's Terry, who leads on that end of the floor as well, even if defensively he even admitted that he hadn't been locked in nearly as much this year as he has in years past and, and really showed up on that end. I want to get into some of the, the game logs, right? You brought up LaMelo. Um, let, let's talk about the starting backcourt just for a little bit before we move on, Doug, because mm-hmm. the last two games, LaMelo, had kind of identical stat lines except for the three-point shooting which was a lot better against Houston than it was against Denver and the free throw shooting a lot better against Denver than it was against Houston so some changes but 25 minutes in each of those games five of 11 against Denver six of 12 against Houston four assists against Denver seven against Houston 16 points total solid stat lines right those are those are good stat lines but overshadowed by some of the other players that step up. In this case, against Houston, it's Terry Rozier. Still having an imprint on the game, figuring out ways to help the Charlotte Hornets win. It was his three-point shooting that did a lot of that work yesterday and facilitating at a nice level. But LaMelo Ball still showing you, even if he doesn't have the the number one lead story coming into a Lockdown Hornets podcast, he still is finding ways to affect the game. Uh, yeah, I mean, I loved his passing in this one. I thought he was getting multiple players involved. Yeah, his passing He's always was going to push special. the pace. That's going to completely change the dynamic. Um, and I just liked his overall game in this one. Uh, I think it's interesting. He um, is, is really racking up a, a lot of box score stats, and, and the numbers look great. But it's interesting that he seems to get overshadowed by – individual players he he you know or individual performances many times um and and I honestly I think that's uh, that's a little bit of a credit to ball that he is able to distribute and get other players involved 
uh, and and not feel the need to press and make this like his team immediately. We all we all know it's his team. All of the rest of the players on this team know that it's his team. But right now. We, the Hornets need a collective effort on both ends of the floor, especially with all of this protocol stuff. And you're you still need a center. There are pieces missing here. Uh, I think he understands that there there has to be a collective effort if the Hornets are going to win basketball games. And so I, I just I really liked his game in this one. Yeah. So Terry, you you mentioned wanting a good game from either Gordon Hayward or Terry Rozier, and Terry had not been shooting the ball really all that well from the perimeter. He'd been had been fine the last three games. He's taken double digit attempts beyond the arc the last three games 10 10 against utah denver 12 against houston and the shot was rolling a little more but the overall percentage wasn't good one of 10 against portland two of 10 against phoenix so not necessarily consistent but it's been a weird year for terry it's been tough for him coming in with that injury trying to give it a go against cleveland the second game Mm -hmm. doesn't play well immediately gets pulled trying to rehab that i think it was an ankle injury a little bit more so comes back rusty Finds a groove, COVID-19 protocol, tries to come back, hits another downfall, has a really good game last night. It's been a real roller coaster type year for Terry, where that had been his career up until last season with Charlotte. Second half, not the greatest three-point shooting in the world, but Terry, kind of a bona fide catch-and-shoot guy. You knew he had an identity on how he can help a team more so than any other facet of his game. And this year, it just hasn't been as consistent because of injuries, protocols that he's had to deal with. Hopefully, this can serve as a springboard. Yeah, and hopefully, like, so, you know, he played great defense against the Houston Rockets, but his offense was also going. I think that the the next evolution, and he's admitted that he hasn't always been locked in on defense this season. Uh, and and so the next evolution of his game, and I think it's going to be key if the Hornets want playoff success this year, is if Terry Rozier can be locked in when he's not shooting well. That's sort of the next thing that I want to see from him. Um, but I think, you know, Lame- LaMelo Ball is key to all of this because you, you, you saw that, like, pass where he where he was moving in in transition and he flicks the pass back to a trailing Terry Rozier who gets it in rhythm and knocks down a three. It was an amazing pass. It was a great shot. And and that's what Terry needs more of, that those just crazy distribution, get him into rhythm shots. And, and that's what we saw when he was at his most impressive. It was Devontae Graham in, in, in previous seasons facilitating uh, to Terry Rozier. I, I came up with a, a, a just a huge stat uh, maybe two seasons ago or a season ago where like so much of Terry's three-point production was coming f- from assisted from Devontae mm-hmm. Graham. And I think if I looked it up for LaMelo, it would probably be the same thing. Like he's he probably shoots – I have to confirm this, look this stat up, but I think he probably shoots a lot better when it's LaMelo ball distributing to him than anyone else. So um, I, I think just hats off to Terry for this one and hopefully it continues because, you know, they they, they won't be missing – Miles and PJ for as long as they thought, but they're still going to be missing them for a few Mm. games. Uh, So they need Terry. They need Gordon to step up in the void. Terry providing offensively, also providing some nice defense in this one against Houston. You know what else provides good defense? It's Truebill. Provides good defense from all the uh, subscription scams that you have when you try to sign up for something and then they keep billing you. You know why free trials renew without your consent. It's a business scam out to get you, so you don't have to let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill instead 
instead to take control of your subscriptions. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for those things you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. And on average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. Don't fall for subscription scams anymore. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash NBA. Go right now. Truebill.com slash NBA. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash NBA. Mason Plumley, we're going to give him a lot of credit coming up in the next segment. A couple of other players to talk about. That's next on Locked On Hornets. This is Locked On Hornets. You, you think no, Russ? Do you think he's coming Pardon, out? Listen, and, listen. Okay. Listen, number one. Number one. Are you listening? Number yes. one. He's a certified gamer. Number mm-hmm. two. Part game, don't rust. I'm with Part game, don't rust. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Nada asked a good question on Twitter yesterday. Is it okay to say that Mason Plumley was having a good game when it was only the first quarter? And turns out it was. Mason Plumley yeah. played really well. I think certainly the best half that he's had in a Hornets uniform. I don't know if it's really all that close. And then I think that probably extends to the entire game just because of what he did in the first two quarters. How about his stat line last night? Goes seven of seven from the field. I believe six of six in the first half. Continue to just give you the reverse jam. My guy doesn't like to do it forwards, man. He wants to do the reverse backwards jam. And that's what he gave you last night. Gave you a buzzer beater. And yet the most impressive thing I thought he performed with yesterday was a couple of rim contests you know Eric Gordon going up strong Eric trying to draw the foul but I thought just good defense for Mason and then there was a play even before that I thought Mason Plumley did a good job contesting at the rim came out with high energy rebounding you know I, I was pleased with the first half performance that we got from Mason defensively and certainly offensively when you go six of six well, that's, you know, listen, that's high praise from yeah. Walker Mail, who has probably <laughs> I mean, been one of the people most hard on Mason Plumley this year. It was year. a good game. I'll, hey, <laughs> there you go, Mason. Good job. <laughs> I love that you're wearing a hat. But you it's did backwards. a hats off it's motion, <laughs> but you're way, you could have just, you could have just taken the hat off. There you, there you go. go, Mason. All right. You actually get, you actually get the, the actual cap off now. And that's how you know it's real. Like, look, this is not no just cap. performative. I don't know if that's what no cap means, but no cap. I ain't capping. Capping backwards. Uh, Anyway, capping backwards just like Mason's reverse jams. Go ahead, Doug. Yeah, the reverse chin-ups, man. It was like he was just doing it over and over. I thought... I've just been I've been rewatching all of the Matrix movies and you know how like the black cat in the Matrix symbolizes that there's a glitch in the Matrix because mm-hmm. you see it deja vu, you see it over and over again. That's what I felt like. I felt like it am I living in a simulation? Is this proof? Mason Plumley reverse jamming multiple times, time after time. Am I living in a simulation? Uh, I don't know if I am or not, but I do know um, that Mason played well. He got credit. That's awesome. Would love to see it in in multiple games. And you know, the, early in that game, he was Christian Wood was taking advantage of him. And I think there True. there was a I think he put a spin move on him and 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 yammed it on him. And I think at that point, Mason was like, "All right, all right," and and started to lock. Well, in a and bit and more. you know, and this is a little bit of the coaching scheme, but they allowed Christian Wood to shoot from deep, and he's <clears throat> a decent enough three point shooter. But that was another thing that Wood was you know doing against the Hornets, which a lot of big man who can shoot do against Charlotte because they they don't want you to go down low and hurt them there because they can't 
play defense down there. Well, I would say it's a great schematic adjustment by James Borrego because if you remember that first matchup against the Rockets, the Rockets hit him with a ton of pace and also a ton of pick and roll with Wood and got got Wood going to the rim very early, got him going, got him in a groove, and then there was just no stopping him. So I think the Hornets made the right calculation and said, look, all right, if you want to hit a couple of threes, fine, but you're not going to come and just abuse us down low and, and start to get into a rhythm. We're not going to allow you to do that. And so I, I thought it was great. Christian Wood's impressive, isn't he? I mean – it's an impressive, yeah. it's an impressive body, man. Like you yeah, know, you I, mean, watch I would him. love to, I'd love to see him in teal and purple. I, we've talked about it before, but even just watching him dunk it the way he did, shoot it the way that he did, moves really well. We had him in Charlotte for a year, and of course, he bounced around with a bunch of different teams. And Christian Wood way, now doing some nice things with Houston. I looked it up, and and four of Lamelo's assists in that Rockets game were to Terry, and I think three of those assists resulted in threes and one resulted um, in a layup. And so I, I'm, I am going to look this stat up because I, I, would, I would venture a guess that a lot of Terry's threes come, uh, come off LaMelo passes. But, yeah, man, I mean, I thought, I thought Mason played well. I thought uh, Kelly did some things. Man, Kelly Oubre is just driving the basketball with intention uh, to, to hurt people, to hurt people's feelings. Um, it's great. And I didn't get a chance to mention this on the last show, but one of the funny moments from the Nuggets game was when the four-point play that Kelly Oubre had, when he he like fell down and he was right beside Mike Malone and he did this like chef's kiss multiple. He's like, nah, 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 nah. And the camera just caught <laughs> Mike's Mike Malone's face that was just like, <laughs> And he's not happy in any way. And I, Mike Malone is great, but Mike Malone certainly doesn't have the face that exudes a whole lot of enthusiasm. Right, but it was it was the juxtaposition of the mm. with the right. mwah, 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 mwah. It's a lot of uh, mouth noises from you. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, that well, I have to. Well, that's that... the thing. I have to take care of the podcast listener and the YouTube viewer. By the way, we're on YouTube. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Five hundred uh, viewers. We wear B costumes. Yeah, you're a very generous man. Thanks for giving all, giving us all of those mouth noises you just gave us. Let's talk about another player who played, I thought, really well in this one. It It's not hard to give Mason credit. Like, if you play well, I'll give you credit. Jalen mm -hmm. McDaniels, a little bit easier, though. You know I love Jalen McDaniels, and I thought he stepped up big time last night. I thought he yep. had an overall good game, but I thought he was awesome in the first quarter. And when you look at the ability to hit those shots, I think he started three of three, mixed in a three-pointer in there, had the nice, I believe it was an assist from LaMelo or somebody driving in the lane, but then floats it high off the glass, banks yeah, it, it in. Yeah, it was LaMelo, yeah. Um, also... The, the shot moving to his left banks it you know after the bank nothing but net right I mean it was it was real intentional watching McDaniels play with purpose put the ball on the deck here's what you love to see from Jalen man I liked him when he was just a good defensive player a long tall defensive player that could play small forward and just knock down threes and feel pretty confident that he can hit shots He's adding little bits and pieces to his game that suggest mm -hmm. he can do a little more. And you never want him being an option over LaMelo, Terry, Miles. Uh, granted, right? Like, we can understand how mm -hmm. much we like a player within the context of what he's supposed to be. But when McDaniels can put the ball on the deck a little more, man, he had a nice pass in this game off of the dribble. He's just becoming more skilled within the NBA game. And that's going to add so many different levels to not only his game, but 
to how the Charlotte Hornets can beat you. I, I, I thought McDaniels was awesome in the first quarter, more so than the rest of the game. And 6 of 12, deep, that goes to show you anyway. Like, Jalen is a real solid rotation NBA player, I think. And that that's coming where those minutes are going to come even more consistently, even if they already kind of have the last, I don't know, maybe couple of weeks Rego system. I think Jalen McDaniels really represents what has taken Charlotte's offense to a new, new level, because I think over the past several seasons, um, they they have been able to shoot the ball decently well. They've had multiple people who can shoot from outside and, and they, they can put that on the court at the same time. What I think Miles's evolution has meant, what McDaniels evolution has meant when Gordon is playing really well, um, I think what that all means is that you can score on multiple levels. You have multiple layers to your offense. You can drive, you can drive and kick, you can pull up from mid-range, you can knock down the three. The, the only thing really they're missing is like a, a legitimate post threat. Um, and mm-hmm. so, you know, that's why you've been calling for, for some kind of center. It's, it is one thing that's missing both offensively and defensively. Um, but that, but that's what they have. They have multiple players who can do that, and and I think that's that's been a big difference in in how their offense has um, operated. And then yeah, you you said it. I think his starting. He started several. He started. Uh, I think they said seventeen or eighteen games last. I thought season. it was nineteen, but yeah, like weird. You forget about that last year. But he he had a decent amount of started games. Right. So he understands the moment. This was not a surprise that he that he played well. But but at the same time, I love the I just love the calculation there because you've seen Borrego go to Ubre before with the start. But I liked going McDaniels here because his totally length agree. I think really bothered guys like Armani Brooks who uh, tortured the Hornets in that first matchup. You know he was able to really close out, get some arms up. You know bother some shots. So I, I again I, I just. Hats off to a lot of people, but hats off to Borrego, I thought, who who really had the strategy. And let's just take a moment to zoom out before we get into the fun stuff in the third segment and say that the Hornets are above 500 at the end of December. Um, Mm -hmm. And and it's been a long time since they've been this good, this late. You have to look back to the 2016-17 season, that disastrous season when they had Roy Hibbert, and then they went two games above 500, and then they lost seven straight. They would never go back above 500 again. They traded for Miles Plumley. It just got worse and worse and snowballed on them. I don't think that's going to happen this season for one reason and one reason only. LaMelo Ball is not going to allow that to happen to this season. Um, so I, I'm just really impressed with where Borrego has gotten them to, where LaMelo has gotten them to, where the entire team has really coalesced and gotten this franchise with all of the things that they've had to fight against this season it's really impressive yeah can they continue to buy in defense to defense just a little bit Mm -hmm. can you not allow teams to go over 110 which seems pretty reasonable to ask and then rely on your offense where mcdaniels again such a nice cutter can do a few more things cody martin not a good game last night coming back from protocol we'll see what he can do offensively but we've seen it before Really, like you have two really good cutters that are shooting well to help with clearly top options like Gordon, Miles, Lamelo, Terry. Not necessarily that order, and then have these other guys that can contribute. That that's that also allows you to feel pretty comfortable with an above five hundred record by the time this is all said and done, and maybe even out of the play in tournament, just outright playoff spot, which is what this team has wanted all year. 
Well, here's the litmus test. Here's when you'll know that the Hornets have turned a corner. And this may not be able to happen consistently without a, a move to bring in a defensive-minded center, but I think they could do it once in a while. And that's if they can beat a team 105 to 99. Not 123, not when you're shooting lights out, not when you have multiple people knocking down threes and it seems like you can't miss. Can this Hornets team beat a team when they're not shooting well, but they can lock down the defense and get a grinded out 105 to 99 victory that's if they can do that that's when you know hey whoa something's changed yeah the, the last time those types of victories happened we got a 106 99 victory on the road against orlando a 109 103 victory against washington you had a 97 87 victory against washington and here's the most impressive one that came like that doug 106 102 golden state even before that 104 96 i guess the point is you've seen them do it and man that was yeah. a long time ago right like right, but that's when <laughs> but that's but that's when they were playing their best basketball yeah, sure. that's when they reeled off five straight that that's when they were getting quality win after quality win. By the way, they've got the Washington Wizards coming up again, so it'll be mm -hmm. a nice little sort of check-in. Can they can they pull that same defense together? It's going to be tougher to do, obviously, without Miles and PJ if 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 they have to miss extended time. Um, but uh, that's when you know the Hornets will have turned a corner. Yeah, Wizards, by the way, ahead of Charlotte in the standings. Wizards, the seven seed. Charlotte, the eight seed. 17 and 16 Washington is 18 and 17 Charlotte is so we'll see if they can get one over on Washington all right let's go to the fun segment we'll talk about a few things that we saw yesterday one I'm sure you can guess that had us laughing but not before I mentioned bet online they have you covered this holiday season with more props odds and lines than ever before as football continues it's March through the college bowl season and the pro football playoffs bet online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this year head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code Locked On to receive your bonus from basketball, football, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. You don't have to wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. So don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available to you. Bet online where the game starts. Gerald Henderson, the ghost, reappears. We talk about that next on Locked On Hornets. This is Locked on Hornets. My, uh, my fourth cousin twice removed is Gary Busey, who is considered one of the greatest American actors of all time. So Are I'm we totally... doing this? I, I've got one to contribute. I, I, I don't. I, I, was, I was completely alive. But... Oh, man, I fell for it. I really thought. <laughs> He's just such a random name to bring up. <laughs> I thought Gary Busey was going to be it. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. All right, Doug, it happened again. The Spectrum Center... <laughs> I mean, you got to pay attention. You have to understand where the basketball is at all times. If you watch a Charlotte Hornets game at the Spectrum Center, and Christian Wood reminded us all of that with just an outright errant pass out of bounds. I don't know who he was trying to throw to. I, I, I forget who the player was, but the outlet pass sailed above his head by about 16 different rows and then nailed somebody walking, by the way. I think they were walking back to their seat. I don't know if they had any food in their hand or whatever. I didn't see the clip in that detail. But somebody walking back in that little alley, boom, right in the head once again. Christian Wood got somebody. Very Gerald Henderson-esque. We all know that video of the lady getting just destroyed in the face with that basketball. Slow motion is fantastic. Watching the glasses come off, it's awful and fantastic at the same time. Happened again yesterday against the Houston Rockets. 
you can't get people to pay attention at a baseball game and a baseball will actually murder you. Like if you get hit in the head with a baseball, you could die. Uh, basketball, I mean, you'd have to throw it pretty hard to, to yeah. cause that kind of damage. And she seemed, by the way, we should say she seemed okay. Um, you know, I don't think she was really seriously hurt by it or anything. Um, but Let's hope so after it, the way we're talking about this. Yeah, I, I but, certainly hope she's okay. But, but, I, but I give... I would give her the benefit of the doubt on paying attention because she was walking. A mm -hmm. she was walking back to her seat. The 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 old lady that got hit by Gerald Henderson's um, errant pass was looking down, and she was in her seat. Like she should have been looking, maybe she eyes was on up phone. a little yeah. bit. But also, she wasn't expecting a pass. No, like who goes and sits at their courtside seat and expects to catch an NBA pass? <laughs> With the but face. yeah, this one um, I don't know which was which was funnier. I don't know. It the, the slow motion is always going to make it better with the Gerald Henderson pass because that one's kind of worldwide NBA known. Every that that's that is yeah. a common gif that everybody is going to use. You see where, some like flapping skin I like know, it, because I, the slow mo <laughs> is like blah, 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 blah. And then and then you see the the space in between the basketball ricocheting off her face and then her reaction coming after it because she doesn't see it the whole way. The slow motion really gives that a lot of prowess as the number one video of somebody getting hit in the face with a basketball. I'll say this though, the more difficult pass, the 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 better accuracy comes from Christian Wood because this is a moving target, yeah. right? Somebody's right. walking on the alley, going back to their seat. Christian Wood, a lot farther pass too, by the way, on this outlet uh, on this outlet attempt. The accuracy, the degree of difficulty, a lot harder for Christian Wood than it was Gerald Henderson. Uh, there's no doubt about that. I would say you're right that the Gerald Henderson one was funnier. The only thing that could have made this one funnier is if she had been holding like a tub of popcorn. Okay. Yeah. If she's holding a tub some of popcorn. Some type of explosion. Right. You needed some kind of visual you know, indication because um, I didn't notice quite at first that somebody had gotten hit. And then I took a second look. It was like, no, no, actually, yeah, somebody, somebody got beamed there. Um, it takes place the way, at the bottom of the screen, right? Like instead of Gerald yeah. Henderson's pass, it's a little bit more so focal point of the camera. It, right. You, you, you see that in real time. It, you just see the pass go errant in the bottom of the screen, and then you realize, oh, wait, that really did hit somebody. I, so, and yeah. all, it, all it was missing was a corn explosion. If you had had the corn explosion, <laughs> I think it would have gone viral. I don't think this one went, went viral. It, popcorn probably better than liquid too, right? If, if we're looking for an explosion, do we want the liquid yeah, going you would everywhere? Have seen, that's the bright, you know, the, yeah. the, the crazy, you know, chemicals that they put on the popcorn to make it <laughs> seem like it has butter on it. Or I guess maybe it does have butter. I don't know anyway, but it looks, you know, like nuclear yellow. Um, yeah, that's what you, you needed to see that happen. Uh, for this to be funnier. Now, we also had, you know, got a couple of Hive Life moments at the end of the week whenever we do it. We, we got some really fun plays in this game. Terry Rozier putting Alperen Shingun on skates. Kind of talked about that Ooh. earlier. But how about hey. Kelly Oubre at the end of the first quarter? Not only does he come with, uh, up with an amazing pickpocket, so all basketball, grabs it after just poking the basketball loose, and then the clock is winding down, and Kelly takes almost a little too much of his sweet time with the cock back on the dunk, but then finishes it like a boss, okay? Like like just a straight-up G, finishing that right at the end of the buzzer where it, it's a little too close for comfort, but because he took that risk, it made it that much better to cap it off with that exclamation point. I thought that was a really cool play from Kelly, starting off with defense. 
I'm going to roll this grenade into the middle of the floor. We don't have time to properly answer it, but maybe we answer it tomorrow. Uh, it's the it's the question that I posed on Twitter. By the way, follow me on Twitter at Doug Branson, LOH, shameless plug. Uh, the question I pro- posed on Twitter was, is Kelly Oubre becoming a player that the Hornets need to protect in mm. trade talks if, if they want to, if they're serious about making a playoff run? Not saying he's untradeable. I think people sort of misinterpreted saying, I think he's untradeable. And, and I really didn't have an opinion on it. I don't know that I've fully formed my opinion on it yet. I think this it's is the open that, marketplace for ideas that you're contributing to. Right. I'm just asking questions here. And and the question is not, is he untradeable or is he not? Is is he a piece that you need to really think hard before moving on from? Again, we let's discuss it next show. This is the tease yep. of the next show. One more funny moment in this one was when uh, Shingun went to the free throw line. And he has kind of a a strange free throw line routine. And Eric Collins Ooh, yeah. uh, said he was like smelling the basketball. And the, the, then they kicked to Ashley Shahamidi for the real story. And the real story is that he's saying a Turkish prayer yikes. into the Big basketball yikes. that he won't tell anyone about. And so, <laughs> so, yeah. so Eric's like, oh, <laughs> like what are you? Yeah. What are you it, wasn't, it wasn't smelling the basketball. He was saying mm-hmm. a prayer. Uh, and there's not really much you can do with that comically. No, no. I think at that point you're just like, well, I'm sorry about that. Big yikes. And then sorry they move that. on. And so, yeah, <laughs> I don't know what you do with that either. I think you might even just a little bit apologize and then move on. They certainly didn't talk oh about that after that. All right. Thanks for listening to Lockdown Hornets, making it your first listen every day. You heard the tease. You heard the main storyline for tomorrow. The big question. We'll talk about Kelly Oubre and we'll do it with Wes Bryant joining us for West Wednesdays. Can't wait to have him on once again. Now, make your second listen locked on bets your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs locked on bets hosted by your boy q with expert analysis and insight from lee sterling it's free and available on all platforms have a great rest of your day we'll be back with you tomorrow